What's happening, y'all? This is Dr. Joe Daniels. I am the host of the Build Community Through Love podcast. This is episode number eight. I'm so excited. I have my former basketball teammates. Yes, my state championship winning teammates from Maryland, Springbrook High School stand up. And we are here in the building. Uh, we have this great podcast for you guys today. Uh, I broke it up into multiple parts so it's consumable and a lot of good content. And so I hope you enjoyed part number one. We're going to go and dive into our emotions right now as we have dealt with, with the killings of black men um, and just, just social unrest in general. We're going to talk about just our raw emotions, being black men in this country um, and just right after the killing of George Floyd. So um, so guys, I'm glad to have you guys on. Hey, look, um, I want you guys to introduce yourselves and uh, so that the folks can know just a little bit about you. So a, a base. Go ahead, get started, bro. Man, how y'all doing? My name is Quan Bean and Coker. People know me as Beans. Um, you know, class of 2009, Springbrook High School. You know, currently a prosecutor, city and county of Philadelphia with the Family Violence and Sexual Assault Unit. And I'm moving towards the Gun Violence Strategy Unit. So, you know, focusing on gun violence and I'm the inner city of Philadelphia. And Nick, you up? Hey, this is Nick Sparacino, also class of 2009 at Springbrook High School. Um, know how to graduate but um went to college at Salisbury University for undergrad got my master's degree in special education at Longwood University where I was a graduate assistant men's basketball coach um now uh, pursuing the education route I'm going to be a teacher teaching special education at Rockville High School teaching the autism spectrum awareness class self-contained and um coaching high school basketball back home in Silver Spring Maul you up well I'm Jamal Lasswear, uh class of 2009 uh, we were lucky enough to win two state championships. I went on to play at Long Island University for four years. Uh, there I won three conference championships, uh, and I've been playing pro ever since. I've been to Italy, Belgium, Israel, Iceland. Um, I feel like I'm missing some, but, you know, I've been lucky enough to continue on with my career. And, um, yeah, that's my story. Uh, Mundo, you up. My name is Mundo Williams. I'm class of 2008. Um, Springbrook state champions. Um, I am currently an NBA sports agent. Um, so uh, I partnered with some guys and we're looking to sign some guys and get our first first class going. So that's my story. My name is Jeremy Williams, um, class of 2009 from Springbrook too. I uh, attended University of New Haven where I played there for four years. Um, after I left New Haven, I've been playing professionally in Europe as well as Jamal. I've played in Spain, France, Denmark. And um, just recently, me and Jamal left this out. Me and him started um, an organization called Life Through Hoops. It's a basketball platform for personal training and mentorship. So that's kind of what we're working on right now as we're transitioning. I don't want to say completely away from basketball playing, but, you know, as, we're, as our years are winding down, we're going to start that up. So, fellas, like, the first thing I want to do, man, in, uh, is to just talk about what's real, what's on our front step right now, man, with this, the death of uh, George Floyd and the outrage in which that has, has sparked. So, uh, we're seeing it in different vantage points. Beans, I know, you, I know that you're seeing it in a whole different kind of way, um, and then everybody else is seeing it differently as well. So, uh if y'all can just provide y'all raw feelings on, on what's going on right now. Jamal, let's go ahead and start with you, bro. Um, I think, you know, obviously we, we're all seeing it now. Um, this is something that's been in our community forever now. 
Um, I know for me, I've seen it personally on the court um, in Europe before. And, you know, it, honestly, my, you know, I'm mad. I'm angry. Um, part of me feels like I understand those rioters, people out there going crazy because, you know, it's just, it, it's unfortunate that we have to, uh, you know, be a part of this still, you know, so for us being 27, 28 years old, it's like, you know, it, it's unbelievable what's still going on. And having a little boy, I, I know, really, really kind of uh, changed my perspective because one day, you know, uh, he'll be a black, he is a black man, you know, he'll grow into one. And to worry about things like that still is just really, really, really angering, you know, and it's unfortunate and sad, you know. That's how I feel. I mean, I, 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 I to this day, like even with Ahmaud Aubrey, you know, that's something that really burnt me up, you know, watching that video. I didn't really watch the George Floyd video because, again, I'm just more so tired than anything else to continue to see these kind of deaths by people who are supposed to be protecting us, you know. And I think that's the ironic part. It's like, you know, you're out here trying to protect us, but, you, you know, you're out here supposed to protect us, but you're killing us, you know. Um, and I'm just glad we're able to get on a video. And I'm actually, I, you know, I'm happy to see all that's going on with the protesting, the, the unity, you know, the solidarity, uh, because I really do feel like changes on the horizon, you know. Um, it was beautiful to see what they did in D.C. with the letters. I mean, that's just a start, but, uh, you know, I think there is change that's coming, and it's, you know, it's beautiful to see. All right, Munda, how about you? So for me, <clears throat> I would say, obviously, it's infuriating. Uh, my patience has completely been eroded, and I just feel like... Uh, one thing that I'm trying to focus on, I think we all need to focus on is kind of channeling that energy and, and checking ourselves too. It's because it's like, I don't want to be angry at every white person on site. I don't want to be angry at every cop on site. You know what I'm saying? So I don't think that that's helpful. I know that that's not as, that's equally as unfair as what we're protesting uh, from what we're receiving, you know? So, I think that's something that's important right now is kind of just understanding what to do and how to move, how to, to what to do with the, with these emotions. Um, and, you know, it's just, it's very unfortunate. And, and what I always say to myself is just like, no matter what justice, no justice, you know, is they're dead. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? That's, that's never going to change. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's hard to process, but, I, I do like the fact that everybody's that there's a lot of attention on it. You know, I even read something on social media like, you know, there's no sports to distract us, nothing to divert our attention to. I mean, you know, so I mean that's good. I feel like who knows would all four cops be in custody right now if there was sports going on? I, I don't know. So I mean, it's it's a lot to think about, but you know, I think we do have a responsibility, and and I like where this is going. Just start. All right, Nick, how about you, man? I feel like we all were born with some type of faith. We all were raised with some type of faith in our community. Uh, we, we, of course, we played sports. We're all, I'm a mixed young man. I'm, my mom's Italian, my dad is black. So I come from both worlds and had to actually experience that within families sometimes, you know? But um, we all were raised with some type of faith in the, in the church. We all know right from wrong. We all know it's not okay to kill people, no matter what they look like. So, I mean, at the end of the day, I think personally, the golden rule is treat others the way you'd like to be treated. If you don't want somebody with their, their knee on your neck, why would you put yours on somebody else's? So at the end of the day, we all know, let's just preach to the youth, do what's right. 
do the right thing. I know it's hard sometimes. Temptation comes into play, but no matter how bad or angry you are at somebody, just do the right thing. No, nah, that's real. Uh, hey, Jeremy, what's your thoughts, bro? I know for me, it's been it's been very tough. Like Jamal said earlier, I wasn't even able to watch the entire video at first, not until a couple of days, but I think like two days ago, I saw the ending of the uh, George Floyd video. I saw when um, people were saying, well, he's not moving, check his pulse. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, for me, I, I just don't understand as as a human being, you know, it, 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 suffocation is a terrible way to die. You know, like it's like you hold your breath underwater, you know how that feels. Like, you know what I'm saying? So it's like just not being able to breathe is a terrible way to die. So when someone say check his pose, he's not moving and you continue to keep your knee on his neck, it's like you 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 have no care. Like it's like in your mind, it's it's like, all right, if he dies, he dies. And that I, that that thought process is just so infuriating to me you know what i'm saying so it's like dealing with these things what i will say though is uh which everyone has touched on already it's refreshing to see at this point how much attention everything is getting versus maybe two years ago when uh something else would have happened or three like right now between the social media between um arbory between everything like the world has kind of shut down between all 50 states protesting, like the world is shut down and everyone's realized now you have like the NFL issuing statements you have, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, I feel like, like Jamal said, it's on the horizon, but it's still, it's still like, to me, it's just so tough to witness. And I, 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 I had to unplug, I'm not able to watch, like this video is being sent every day in group chats, I'm seeing this, I'm, I'm not able to watch everything. I, I, I intentionally don't watch everything because it just becomes a little too much for me to take in. Especially like when Mundo was saying like with, I have white friends, I'm, I'm close with white people. I, I went to a PWI, you know, and I had a great experience there, you know? So it's like, I don't want to change my entire feeling towards, the white community. I, I love the white, I love people that I'm close with in the white community, you know? So it's like, but on site, being able to look at a cop and be like, no, or being able to look at a white person and be like, no, and just being able to judge it, I just feel like that's wrong too. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, I, for me, I have to unplug, I have to step away and realize that there's just so much going on in the world and realize that there is evil in the world, that all white people aren't good. All, all, all there, there, there are, Racism is alive, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, it's just, it's just tough. It's tough for me to take in, but I, I'm, I'm happy to see, I'm excited to see the fact that it's just gotten so much publicity and that it's moving, in my opinion, in a direction where people are awake. I'm not gonna say it's thick, but people are awake. Like the community is, 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 has noticed that the black culture, black community is tired, you know? And that's just where we at right now. Wrap us up, Beans. Um, I have to be as politically correct as possible, given my career choice, but. Nah, we don't want that. Nah, he need that. <laughs> <laughs> Being a African-American prosecutor in this time in the fifth largest city in the U.S., but the poorest city in the U.S. has been tough. I am inundated with trauma every day with my job. My Tuesday was the most traumatic day in my life in 2020. I woke up, turned on CNN, and Judge Floyd, Aubrey, Brianna. 
10 o'clock, I'm on a shooting report for two hours hearing about all the shootings and, um, and homicides in the city and county of Philadelphia. Majority of them are, I won't say majority of them, 99.5% of those victims, African-American males. I am transitioning into a new unit, so I still have to transfer all my old cases. I was in the family violence and sexual assault unit. So I was dealing with kids that were assaulted by adults, women that were assaulted by their partners or strangers, inundated with trauma every day. There comes a point as a minority prosecutor that you have to look at yourself and, and really look in the mirror and say, am I doing the right thing? Am I here fighting for my community or Am I just perpetrating the same system of violence that has killed, disarmed, and dismantled our communities? And I was having this conversation yesterday with my uncle because I felt frustrated. I was tired. I was in pain. I was hurting. And I said, I need to do something different. I'm not helping my community in this position. And he looked at me, and it's a, I'm ceremonial saying, he said, don't take your shirt off looking for the fight let the fight come to you. There's a lot more that could be done in your position. You're a change maker. You've always been a change maker since you were a kid. You're a change maker. You know how to effectuate changes. You're going to change the environment of that office. You're going to change how police officers look at you. At the end of the day, given this law degree, I'm still a 6'5", 280 pound black man walking these streets. Nothing about me says, young, black, and educated. I carry myself the same way I have always carried myself. I've always been a target to people. So that could have been me. I could have been Judge Floyd. It, it has come to a point where I have friends in the legal, uh, the legal community, and they always ask me, do you have your badge on you? Do you carry your badge when you leave the house now? I, said, I have to because I don't know what's going to happen. Even as a prosecutor, I feel fear every day leaving my house. Even as a prosecutor, if I see a police behind me, my heart still drops. And quote unquote, I'm in the most educated field, but I still carry these fears every day as a black man. And it's very tough. Um, but as everybody has said, the change is here. This feels a lot different than 2016. For sure. This feels a lot different in 2012. It has been the perfect storm with COVID. People have been stuck in the house for three months. A president who is eliciting violence. <laughs> this has been, this is the perfect storm to bring forward the change that we all want to see. It's not going to be pretty, but the change is coming, guys. That's a wrap for part one. Be on the lookout for part two as we talk about how basketball has changed our lives for the better. Take it away, Tiff. Thank you for listening to another episode on the Build Community Through Love podcast. Subscribe on all platforms to stay up to date with new episodes. Also, stay connected with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Build Community Through Love. And visit our website at buildcommunitythroughlove.com. Let's keep working, y'all. And if someone asks, tell them we're building. Thank you.